Can we heal from abandonment? Can we heal from rejection? Is there such thing of getting is getting over something like that? And what does it look like to to move through the process? If we can't get over something, can we grow through it? And what does that look like to find healing and freedom from past abandonment and rejection? Today we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official Podcast. This is a podcast that shares hope and healing to help us to walk this journey of recovery so that we can live in the newness of life to deal with those things that make our Father sad. And we follow the Beatitudes of Celebrate Recovery in Matthew chapter 5 and the Celebrate Recovery Principles that ultimately lead to facing the hurts and dealing with the hang-ups and, and the habits that have gotten us stuck in affected our relationships in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery. Hey, welcome. So glad that you're here with us today. I'm having some sidebar conversations with some friends, and I won't uh, give up anything that was shared in those conversations, but it got me thinking about abandonment and um even rejection and, and and the question was asked of me over coffee is can somebody heal from abandonment? Can they heal from that? Is it possible and what does that look like? And so it was some good conversation. I thought, you know, this might be a good conversation to bring to you and and maybe you have some thoughts you can send my way and uh, maybe we can go down a different path uh, specifically to this. But I think it's important to kind of understand, um, one, you know, abandonment. And, and some of you know my story. Um, and it's and it's even, even as I'm about to kind of say this out loud, it's like, man, I don't want it to come across like I'm blaming anyone. It's funny how the enemy will kind of give us shame messages about being honest and honoring about some pain points in our life. But so I'm just being transparent with you, even, even as I'm kind of bringing this to the conversation, I can feel that in my body and just like, Oh, is this going to be received? Right. Is it, you know, what's the perception. And so I'm just going to trust the Holy spirit in that and, and know that uh, maybe there's somebody that needs to hear this and, and going to trust him with that and uh, honor, honor my story, God's story, his story in inside of me. But when I think about the abandonment in my, in my life, um, I think it's important to kind of just understand that there was this, um, you know, someone kind of leaving my life and choosing uh, with intention in some cases, many cases, uh, never returning without giving me the support that I needed in a relationship that was important to me. Now, sometimes that's done intentionally, and and I have many stepfathers, if you know my story, um, and it's easy to kind of say, well, they all intentionally left. Sometimes they left as a result of my mom's decision to to leave them. And so they didn't have a choice. But I think it's important to note that sometimes it's physically leaving and sometimes it's emotionally leaving. And I know that gets really, really muddy. 
I think the thing that I want to just tell you right out of the gate is whatever you're feeling, if you feel like it's abandonment, honor that. If if it's not the right uh, track fully by definition, that's okay. Because really definition is kind of these, you know, brings up feelings of isolation or fear, insecurities. When I think about the abandonment in my life from from people in my life, uh, specifically in my family of origin growing up in dysfunction, um, people that were supposed to be my secure attachment, um, leaving me in some vulnerable places. So I learned at a very young age um, this, this feeling of isolation, this feeling of fear. And as I've mentioned prior, you know, getting to that space of... Um, Honoring that is so important. I'll talk more about that in a second. But these feelings of insecurity, feeling lonely, and that can bring up a lot of anxiety and depression. And sometimes it can even get a little bit muddied, abandonment with rejection. And and this is kind of this, this place of uh, somebody dismissing me in case, in this case with my, my upbringing with stepfathers and even my mom on different levels, refusing or dismissing me. Uh, maybe, um, maybe that the, maybe it's because of a perceived flaw because I did something that didn't meet an expectation or my inadequacies or whatever that is. And that can kind of leave, leave me and did leave me in a place of feeling unwanted, feeling unaccepted, uh, these feelings of inadequacy, I mean, if, if it was triggered by it, you leaving me or rejecting me was triggered by an inadequacy or flaw, why wouldn't I feel a place of inadequacy or shame or low self-esteem, this insecurity? Uh, so you can see how abandonment and, and rejection kind of mesh together. It's kind of like when we do our inventory, we have kind of the damage and the effect. And sometimes we can get, well, is this really damage or is it, is it effect? And, and, and again, with this conversation, much like we say with the inventory, don't get hung up in which column is this supposed to <laughs> fall into? Because if you're like me, we can get frozen and we just, we don't, well, I don't know. And if I can't do it just perfect perfectionism comes out in that, then maybe I just won't do it at all. So I think in that same vein, just get it out on paper. And and I think as we're kind of leaning into our abandonment slash rejection, knowing they're a little bit different flavors or kind of two sides of the same coin, it doesn't matter which side you're looking at. If, if it's feelings of of isolation, fear, insecurity, in a place of abandonment because someone has left you uh, physically, maybe emotionally, um, or if it's a place of feeling rejection uh, because somebody's dismissed me, maybe because of a perceived or, or actual flaw, and it's left me feeling shame and, and inadequacy, low self-esteem, whatever, is, is honoring that. This is what I'm feeling. I feel abandoned by you. I feel like you left me. And everything in my body says, um, I'm not enough to you. I'm unwanted. I'm unaccepted. 
And so I think in this space as we're kind of leaning into it, it's good to kind of understand is through that question of can I heal? Can I heal from abandonment? Do I get over this place of rejection slash abandonment? And the reality is you don't ever get over something like that, especially if it's physically, if you have a parental um, guide in your life, uh, somebody that was a model for you to be that that safe uh, protection, a covering, a place of security that's there to fight for you and be an advocate for you, etc. And they abandoned those responsibilities. I don't know that you get over that. And I hope that doesn't bring discouragement. But it's, I think it's good just to acknowledge that you don't get over that. But you can grow through that. And so through that question of, you know, how do you get over that? Well, you can't. How do you grow through that? Okay, now we're in a different conversation. Is understanding uh, that I have to acknowledge and be honest and accept what happened. And here's what happens. Um, I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Sometimes we don't say and accept, acknowledge, because we're afraid that we're dishonoring that person. Uh, maybe we've, maybe there was a place of abandonment or rejection and we have reconciled with that person. Um, but we're still dealing with the, the aftermath of that. And it's painful. And I don't know what to do with this. And I don't want to bring this up because it might hurt you. Um, I think, I think one of the barriers, as I was sharing with some friends this morning, I think one of the barriers to healing and growing through something like abandonment and rejection is the, uh, trying to, um, dismiss it in our own heart or a better way of saying that is to minimize it in our heart. And so we'll say, well, in my case, you know, um, my stepfathers had a lot of dysfunction in their own ways, but just like I have dysfunction today, but, but they had their dysfunction and, and it's easy for me to know and think about their stories and their own brokenness and say, well, they did the best they could. My mom had her dysfunction. I love my mom. My mom has been gone since 2009 now. I love her, but she had some dysfunction and that's not a shaming statement. It's just honest and learning how to hold that space for too long, I was afraid of acknowledging pain because I didn't want to dishonor her. A good part of my recovery process came um, in the middle of her being sick and then her passing. And then I'm, I'm recovering and still poking at some, some wound points from abandonment and rejection in my life. It was, it was hard for me to get honest because I was afraid that I was dishonoring her. So what do I do? I minimize it or I dismiss it. And again, we have these we have these ditches that we fall into. We either go strong to avoid it, and I think dismissing that or minimizing it is a way of avoiding it, or we go way over here to this other ditch, and that's this place of indulgence. Because if we're not acknowledging the pain we do have to find something that we'll, in, um, we'll indulge in to make us feel better because we're not wired to shove it down. And for me, it was interesting. Even this morning, it kind of brought up some thoughts and thinking about what are the good reasons why I minimize or dismiss my pain? Yes, one is to 
Um, I don't want to dishonor my mom. I don't want to shame her, but there's not a bone in my body trying to shame her. But, but that was kind of a first uh, lens in that space that would keep me from facing the pain. But I think also it's trying to lean into my own story and what did I learn about emotions growing up? It's, it's often a question uh, that I'll ask, especially in a therapy setting, is in your growing up years, what did you learn about comfort? What did you learn about emotions and receiving and extending comfort? What did you learn, whether it was overtly stated or covertly stated? Uh, and what I mean by covert. So if I showed sadness growing up, um, my mom struggled with, uh, she was bipolar. Um, I think back then they called it manic depressant, but she was bipolar. So she'd have these extreme highs and extreme lows and that manifested itself in action tendencies of uh, a lot of addictions and some really unhealthy relationships and per- promiscuity and, and, and such, but, but she would have these extreme highs and especially extreme lows. So, so back to my story, if I showed sadness around my mom, it would spin her out. Uh, she would, she would get into a dark place. And so covertly, what did I learn? Sadness is bad. People get upset when I'm sad. So what's the result? I can't process my sadness. And then anxiety and depression creeps in. And there's a, there's a sense of, um, rejection in that, that my flaw of not being able to hide my sadness, um, actually created rejection. My mom couldn't be there. She couldn't show up for me. I wanted, and I needed her to, but I didn't know it in the moment. But to know that somehow my sadness was too much. And so I experienced this place of rejection. And in many ways, um, emotionally, I felt abandoned. Now, textbook, did she abandon me? No, she was still there. But she did abandon me on many levels, not intentionally. She wasn't trying to do that. She had her own stuff that she was trying to process in her own life. And this is why it's so important for us to address our own pain in our own life because it will bleed on others who didn't cut us. Uh, One of those quote, I don't remember who said that, but just if we don't don't deal with what uh, cut us, we will bleed on those who didn't cut us. And so facing those those hurts. So it was important for me in my life to kind of acknowledge what what did I what are the good reasons why. I might not show this uh, sadness um, uh, to to my mom. Why why might I not face and honor this pain in in my life? And so, um, I want I want to chew on that. I want to come back in a second. I want to finish this uh, this conversation. But but that thought of leaning into my family of origin when we come back we'll kind of continue that a little bit more of how do we grow through those pain points specifically to abandonment and rejection stick with me i'll be right back 
Hey friends, if you're looking for an additional meeting, we would absolutely love for you to join us for our global online open share group every Wednesday at noon Pacific, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. All you got to do is go to CelebrateRecovery.com and find the link and you can join us and have a, a safe space to process your hurts, hangups, and habits, some victories or struggles that are happening throughout the week. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more information and join us on our Wednesday online open share meeting. Welcome back. Uh, continuing the conversation around um, yeah, just facing our abandonment and our rejection in our life and how do we grow through that. So right before the break, I was uh, kind of unpacking that. What are the, what what would happen around my family of origin um, when I showed pain? So if I showed sadness for me, uh, as I was saying, my mom would spin out. So I learned covertly, don't talk about sadness. And so as what was the result? I, you know, people get upset. And so I just kind of shove it down. And then that's where anxiety would come into my life, depression. Um, and so... I kind of stuff that sadness. And so when I'm talking about answering that question, how can I heal from my abandonment? Um, it's growing through that, that process is I have to acknowledge and accept that. And if I can't, I need to understand and kind of lean into that and say, am I afraid I'm going to shame the people around me, this place of abandonment or rejection? Do I need to lean into that? And so Sadness was one. Another one, anger. If I showed anger, uh, what would what would people what would happen around me? People would get upset. They would fire back, and it was like this is not safe. I can't show any anger. Uh, fear was another one. You know, and, and I talked about this on a prior podcast. But the the this reminder that some of these emotions that we're feeling conflict with our beliefs. And so it's trying to understand um, that that we aren't we aren't wired to shove down our emotions, and so growing through the abandonment and the rejection is organizing that and honoring that pain. And so I don't know what what you would um, if you're leaning into that. You have this place of anxiety. Maybe you have some depression. Maybe you have some of these feelings of insecurity and fear and. Uh, some um, loneliness and you're trying to understand is this a place of abandonment who are the people in my life that uh, should have been there for me that that weren't there for me and and trying to honor that um, again not to make an excuse and sometimes we're we're afraid to honor that because it's like is, am I going to make this my identity and and I think it's so important to note that we are we are acknowledging this and honoring it, not so that we can justify our own actions and behavior moving forward. We need to understand why we do what we do and honor that, um, but to ultimately change it. I don't like that I uh, shove my sadness down and that I would shove that down and any of these emotions that were coming up for me because of some deep wounds from my stepfather, my father, my mother, um, being able to honor the good reasons why I go away, which ultimately took me to some 
uh, numbing agents, uh, substances, and, and mentally, emotionally, physically that I would put in my body to try to numb out to find comfort because I couldn't find comfort in relationships, especially in the, with the father, as I kind of connected the dots. If, if my earthly father, stepfather, mother would do this, um, why wouldn't God do this? And so that's a whole nother conversation. But so because I couldn't process it and I just shoved it down, um, I had to go find ways to do this. And and this is not, um, I think it's so important to say this too, that um, sometimes this is not a conscious thing that we're doing. It just, we kind of fall into this. And, and there's a high cost to avoiding that. And so that's a great question to ask ourselves. You know, if you showed specific emotions growing up, were they welcomed? And if they weren't, try to lean into that uh, what would you experience and what would you do with that where would you go find comfort because abandonment and rejection from the closest people in our life especially growing up send a message to me back to that thought of what do i not just what happened but what do i think about what happened um it would tell me that if if my closest people in my life would reject me or abandon me Um, that means I got nobody and I'm on my own and I got to figure this out um, to do this on my own. And so in that space, lean into that and ask those hard questions, not, not to get stuck there, but to, to make sense of that so that we can organize that and, and get to a a better space of being able to kind of organize the pain. So are you minimizing, minimizing the pain because you don't want to hurt those people, you don't want to shame those people, or are you minimizing it because somewhere along the line you learn that if you show this, it doesn't go well with the relationships around you? Both of those are important questions to ask. Again, not to point blame, but to understand the damage and the effects so that we can ultimately learn how to kind of slow down. So as I'm going back to that question, how does... How can you grow through your past abandonment or rejection? I think I have to accept that. I have to accept what happened and let that into the room. And in that space, can I kind of hold myself in that space, that that hurt past self that wasn't caught, that past self that was left alone in his sadness and I know that can kind of feel a little bit weird and a little bit clunky, and, and that's okay if it does. Just kind of stay curious with it. Can I allow myself to just take that in? What was that like for that little boy or that little girl to feel uh, dismissed, to be, um, yeah, just uh, leave, uh, left behind, to, be, to leave that little boy or that little girl behind and not giving you that 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 younger self the support that you need again we're not trying to get stuck there but if we can go back and honor that part of ourself as that little child um and and be able to receive that as that little child to trust that and and to feel that compassion that empathy maybe for the first time being heard in our pain and put that into words what was that like um to talk about the fear and the insecurity and 
and living a life feeling uh, fear and insecurity or loneliness or or even shame, inadequacy, a low self-esteem, insecurity, whatever that is through abandonment and or rejection. Um, what do you find yourself doing in that space? Okay, it makes sense that maybe you went to some numbing agents like Rodney did to feed your mind, your your physical, your emotional, to numb yourself out because you weren't getting it the way God wired you, and that's through relationships. Uh, with God, first and foremost with Jesus Christ, but then with others, there's such a powerful um, value in having each other in this space. So it makes sense why I do what I do. And so this is why it's so important. We don't, we don't start backwards and say, let's just fix all your behaviors uh, so that life will be better. Because let's be honest, a lot of us know how to behave Maybe only for a small window, uh, maybe for a, a few minutes. I don't know, but we know how to behave. We know how to kind of white knuckle our way through that behaving. But the true transformation comes in acknowledging, accepting the pain, putting it into words, inviting it into the room. That, that's the thing. If, we have this fear that if we let those emotions in, they're going to kill us. They're going to hurt us. And I've said this before. We get to that place. If I start crying, I'll never stop. You Physiologically, you cannot possibly cry nonstop. It's impossible. Um, but it makes sense why you feel that. So if I let these emotions in, they're going to hurt me. The reality is stuffing them and not honoring them is hurting you much, much worse. And it will get even worse the longer we hold on to that. It, as I've said before, it's like hunting us down like a pack of wolves. If we avoid and run from it, it will hunt us down. And so if we avoid, we'll end up in the other ditch of indulgence and we're in this kind of numbing agent space. So how can I honor that and lean into that to invite those emotions in? And here, here's one of the things that gets tricky with this, um, especially when we're dealing with some hard pain points, we start feeling a lot of different things. So we may be feeling sad one day, and this is where it kind of conflicts with our beliefs. Well, aren't we supposed to be joyful in, and rejoice in all things always, right? So that, that can be perceived as, well, we were supposed to just not be sad. No, it's... In our sadness, bringing it out, speaking it out loud, because Jesus loves you that much. He wants to talk about those things that are stuck inside of you so that they don't stay there, so that you can move forward um, in a healthy way, so that you can rejoice in the midst of pain and be glad in all things in the midst of your sadness, your fear. Uh, even things that can bring up anger so that you don't become a slave to that. So honoring that and, and inviting in the space because if if we don't do that, it's gonna it's gonna get stuck. And so as new emotions come up, today I'm feeling happy. Oh, I shouldn't feel happy. I'm dealing with some really hard things. If you feel happy, honor that. Today I feel happy and let that play all the way out. Today I feel sad. As someone once said that if a hundred tears need to be shed, 50 just won't do. Let sadness play all the way out. Put it into words. Invite somebody into that. 
this is what I'm feeling and, and this is what I'm believing about what happened that's causing me to feel this way. And is it right? Is it right thinking? I don't know, but I just need to be honest about where I am. And that's the value of other close relationships. I can say that makes sense why you believe that and think that. But can I offer a new narrative as, you, as I've been caught in that sadness or anger or whatever I'm feeling? Then we can get to the real truth. And that's why God's word is so important and people speaking that truth. Sometimes we get it backwards. Well, you shouldn't feel that. You shouldn't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> can you imagine saying that to a little kid that comes in your room you know, as a parent and says, Daddy, I'm scared. There's a boogeyman in my closet and if you said ah that's the most ridiculous thing go go get back in bed that's ridiculous that's so stupid get in bed can you just feel that in your body and what that little kid would be feeling that place of rejection kind of dismissed well if you're feeling this you must be flawed and i think the greatest thing we can do in growing through our past abandonment and rejection is just be an honor honoring and accepting of that of what happened and put that into words, and then share that, express that. I was sharing with some students this past weekend. Sometimes with depression, we, we think, well, you know, if you just don't want to be depressed, just be happy. But I don't think that's the opposite of depression. It's really expression, because we get so numb and frozen, we don't know how to express anything. And so it's just starting slow, and, and what am I feeling right now? And just trying to express that. Even saying, I feel numb right now is a good first step. Um, I don't know if I feel sad, but sometimes when I'm in a funk with me and my wife, I'll, I don't know what's wrong. I just feel off. And that little acknowledgement and accepting that helps kind of regulate my body, my mind, my heart in that space because I'm inviting someone in and being honest. And then I start kind of getting into as I build a tolerance and a a better understanding of my life and my heart, then my vocabulary starts to grow in that space. But, but learning how to kind of just honor that, put it uh, expression in that space, inviting safe people, not just anybody's going to hear about this, but safe people inviting Jesus into this. I mean, why did he say, come to me? In fact, uh, Proverbs 4 talks about guarding our heart for everything and life flows from it. Sometimes that word guard can feel like just put a barbed wire around your heart and don't let any of those emotions come out. Don't let anybody see this. Just guard it. But the reality is that's more of, if you look at the true meaning of that, it's really more of a, a tend to my heart. Tend to my heart. Attentiveness to my heart. Can I show kindness and compassion to my heart in this space? And this is what I'm feeling and at least being curious, even if I don't have the words to kind of slow down, where am I feeling that pain in my body? And what are the words that I could put to that? And who could I invite into that? Because here's the thing. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. And so though the relationships around you may have, uh, you may have experienced abandonment and rejection as I have in my life, Jesus is, is, always going to be there for you, that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you, as the scripture says. He will never abandon you. No matter if you do have some inadequacies, which we do, 
he's not going to reject you because or dismiss you because of your inadequacies. In fact, it's because of our inadequacies that he died on the cross. And that's our first and foremost uh, in relationship that we want. But in order to have a richer experience with him in a relationship with him, I need to be honest about the other relationships, the others on this planet that may have distorted my understanding of what healthy relationships are as a whole. And so can we get over abandonment and rejection? No. Can we grow through that? Most definitely. But we just have to invite Jesus. We have to invite others into that. But we have to accept and honor that pain and understand the good reasons why we may not uh, allow ourselves to feel and to put into words some of those those uh, emotions that have gotten us stuck for so long. So quick conversation. Hopefully this is helpful. I feel like I may have talked in circles a couple times, but hopefully there was made some sense out of that conversation. That brings some hope. But if if there's uh, some thoughts that you have, I always love to hear from you. If there's a specific angle, please uh, feel free to email me, um, roholmstrom at fellowshipnwa.org. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe there's other topics that you want to hear about, but so grateful for you uh, jumping into this conversation with me today. Well, I hope this has been beneficial for you. Uh, our goal here is just to bring some encouragement and maybe help guide you on the path of healing. And uh, if you're dealing with some some abandonment, maybe some some rejection in your life, just know you're not alone. Number one, you got Jesus who loves you more than anything, more than you realize. And there is a safe community in Celebrate Recovery that would love to come alongside you in this space. If you'd like to find a group near you, as always, please go to CelebrateRecovery.com and you can search on that Find a Group and find a group near you and join us in this movement we call Recovery. Hey, thanks so much for being with us today. I hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.